Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Hey, Jenny, how are you doing? I am doing super. How about you? I'm doing good, too. That's awesome. I'm really looking forward to consolidating and synergizing with you tonight. (laughs) Because my brain is so broken from corporate speak meetings, which are important and have good topics. But oh, my gosh, the lingo. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry for you. (laughs) Just the way some evenings go. So, yeah. So I am looking forward to that synergizing. But other than that, I'm also doing well. (laughs) Great. Well, we have a couple of announcements this time. We don't usually start our show off with a couple of announcements. But the first one is that um, some of the early birds, the people who uh, downloaded the episode, last week's episode, Uh, before 8 a.m. Eastern time, we'll have noticed, maybe noticed, that it was missing the intro and the outro and and there was a sneeze in it. Um, (laughs) The sneeze was my favorite part. (laughs) I didn't notice the intro and the outro because when when it jumped right away into the talking, Uh I thought, oh, I must have hit the 30 seconds forward button on my phone. And But when the sneeze came, I thought, oh, gosh, she left that in there. That seems so unusual. Yeah. Well, (laughs) so, um, yeah, I I screwed up again. And I uh, luckily in this episode, we were near perfect um, with it. There was very little difference between the edited (laughs) episode and not. So but I have set up a system to do better. So uh, hopefully that won't happen again. Yeah, there was a one big sneeze, which was really exciting. And of course, the the part where you you didn't know what you were listening to, although I would think you'd figure it out pretty quick. (laughs) I think so. The other announcement is really exciting. So this announcement was brought on by the fact that this month in PF Gen X, people didn't get to know the theme until one week into the month. And that only gave them, you know, a little over three weeks to, to finish it. So what's our announcement? I mean, we're going to do something we should have done from the start. And we're going to begin on Instagram, making the announcement on the first day of the month when I wake up, which is probably somewhere between three and six in the morning, Eastern time, that what our theme is so that people can have a start beginning on the first day of each month. So on October 1st, we'll be announcing next month's theme, which is going to be announced on October 1st. So um, that's uh, that's the new plan. Okay. Well, and that'll give everyone the full month to participate, which is really helpful. We've had feedback from folks who feel like they don't really have the opportunity to participate because the time period is too compressed even at a full month. And so we've added added this to give them more time. But also, of course, we accept plans thoughts about what you might consider doing. We accept pretty much anything as an entry. So there's also that really low pressure way to get on the action. Yes. You could put a picture up of something you, an idea for someone else. Yep. That's a hundred percent true. And I might even take up a challenge if someone was like, you should do this. Yeah. So, So there is that option. That's an interesting one. Stump Jenny. 
I mean, I could have some fun with that. I could make some things I would never think of making otherwise. No, you're going to get a lot of requests, I bet. (laughs) Well, what have you been sewing lately? So it's been a weird little time period for me. Um, I've lost my style art coat pattern, which was really what my plan was for the remainder of this month. And I've gone through every pattern that I believe I have in the building remaining and it's not here. So I'm, (laughs) I'm super confused and I've reached out to style art to ask because I think I bought the paper pattern, but I have asked them if by chance they have a record of the digital pattern. Cause I can't find where I ever bought it. So, so I'm a little confused. <laughs> um, I know I did because I made it twice. That's proof that I must have had it. So I'm hoping to hear good news back from them, but if not, it's $18 on Amazon this month. So I can go pick up another version and try not to lose it. Um, I had some plans for that. In the end, though, I I didn't do that. I did just finish the Style Arc Bell, which is a deep V-neck with a corset, like a corset belt looking style waistband, Mm -hmm. but there's no lacing or anything. And it and it snaps or buttons all the way up the front from the deep V down to wherever you decide you'd like to show your legs off. And um, and I just finished that for PF Gen X because it's in a blue and black buffalo plaid flannel and absolute garbage flannel. You wash it and it shrinks up by 50%. Not really, but by a lot. Oh my God, so shrinky. It's adorable. It fits well in the sizes that the pattern said it would, but I did my normal cutting six or eight inches off of the skirt, knowing that if I didn't, I'd have a floor length gown and a flannel floor length dress to me just screams nighty, no matter what else you've done with it. (laughs) The sleeves on this one, well, there's a yoke front and back with gathers at the shoulder. The sleeves are gathered at the, at the uh, cap and end in elastic. And there's a version where you can do shearing halfway down, sort of like, um, like I think of old timey bartenders. Yeah, right, movies, right. right? Uh-huh. And I didn't do the, the shearing there. It's sheared on the back at the waist. And of course oh. I didn't do that, but I used my normal method um, for my trillium dresses by Made by Ray. I did a narrow zigzag over eighth inch elastic and I did right. six rows of it as called for the shearing supposed to be six rows, but I did it this way with the zigzag and I like it. It looks really Can good. I Can I see it? Yeah, absolutely. Let me stand up and turn around and you tell me, can you see the waist? Oh, it looks like it's shared. It, it, yeah, it does. It should because it's eighth inch and I used, I used two millimeter by two millimeter zigzag on it and just oh. stretch the late, the lace. I stretched the elastic quite taut. Yeah, And so it, it does end up looking a lot like the shearing. So yeah. I, I thought it was a reasonable alternative. Um, yeah. The other thing I'm working on is kind of a weird one. I sell liberal stuff at farmer's markets in my very conservative town. <laughs> and, and I do it partly because there are people who actually do want to purchase these items. They're stickers and illustrations and keychains and things like that. But I also do it because it's, it's a, our, our shop sells very inclusive items. The idea is to let communities of all sorts know that you're very welcome here. And so I do it as well, sort of as a a statement, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're here and we're accepting, come on by and chat. And it's, it's a lot of fun. This month we're going to be selling 
at the end of October, well, not this month, at the end of October and the uh, end of November and beginning of December, we will be selling at that market um, t-shirts that are made using a fabric that my non-binary trans mask partner designed to support trans people. It's uh, in the color of the trans flag and has moths on it, which of course are a transforming animal and or insect. We sell the fabric, but I'm going to take the fabric and turn it into t-shirts to sell it at these events. Cool. And I'm, I'm drafting my own across a number of sizes. Wow. Um, partly because I don't really own a t-shirt that I know I can use to sell items. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's just something that isn't in my collection of patterns. And so I am taking my stack of t-shirts that I, that I've purchased elsewhere and right now are in a stack to be converted into underwear. <laughs> I am using those to make some guesses about different sizes I could do. And I'm hoping to have what I would just call really big, big, <laughs> smaller than really big. And, you know, kind of in those ranges, and I'm not going to label them as particular sizes. They'll be they'll be there with a, a measurement for the pit to pit measurement on them and That's for great. people to make decisions about. Um, and I think I'm going to do them all with a little bit lower than a crew neck, but not scoop neck, sort of something just a little bit. That's the perfect t-shirt. I think so. A little bit lower. Um, and of course, t-shirt length sleeves and all of that. And I'm not going to build a lot of shaping in because it's, it's a pretty generic t-shirt shape that yeah. I'm going for here. And so I was going to make six or seven of those, um, probably in three or four sizes. So I may have a couple of some sizes, but everything else will be just one-offs mm-hmm. and see if anybody bites it. Um, I already do know I, I have a, I have someone in my life who's, uh, trans and wants one of the shirts. So I know I've got one person who's interested, but <laughs> it seemed like a neat thing to do and trying to think through how to make how to do this in a way that feels like it would result in a comfortable shirt that could be worn across a variety of humans is, is an interesting thought process. So, so I'm excited by it. I hate drafting things, but I'm excited by it because it feels like it's a drafting that I'm doing for, for a different reason. Yeah. So anyway, that's a big part of what I'm doing. That's, that's kind of fun. Otherwise I've been covered up with sort of some housekeeping stuff at the home that has kept me from really sewing as much. I'm so sad, but, but I'll start up again as soon as I find my hope pattern. Yes. (laughs) What have you been making? Well, the only thing since the last time I've talked to you, the only thing I've worked on is my John Bender coat. Yeah. Which is my fiber mood Raya. And it is really a shirt. It's not really a coat. Um, but it looks like a coat because it's very oversized and long. And I made it using this gray herringbone flannel. That makes uh, it a shacket, right? Ah, you're not supposed to say that. I hate that word. Shacket, <laughs> <laughs> shacket, shacket. So, okay, fine. A um, a a big coat. Coat. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <A show? laughs> Um, it, it, it's, it's essentially a shacket. Yes. But, um, <laughs> don't they call those something like work jackets or 
Yeah, something like that. But it's it's not really because it's it's very long. Um, okay. So it's it's really like, you know, it really does remind me of John Bender's coat in The Breakfast Club. Yeah. And that, that was the inspiration for it. It has some really interesting details on it. You had yeah. sent me a post from someone who had said that, that didn't like the way that they had them constructed, but I followed their instructions and I really liked the way they had you do it. Good. I think they, I would maybe use some bigger um, bias tape than they suggest. Um, but maybe that's just because I don't, my, I was, I, I don't know what size the material they were expecting you to use on it, but it's kind of hard to do. Um, it has these beautiful big pockets on the front, which I did cross grain because you can see a difference in the herringbone, but you, you can't see that much. I, I just hope it doesn't look like an accident, but they, they have a uh, bias binding at the top of the, the pocket, which I like, no one will ever see that, but except I'll know it's there and I like it. Uh, nice big pockets on it. And uh, the sleeves at the bottom, they don't have buttons. They just have wide enough cuffs. And the shoulders are, um, at first I was like, these sleeves are so short, but that's because the shoulder drops down quite a bit. Right. So um, it's a really nice thing. I think it's fun for, for PF Gen X. Um, I, I'm, I'm pleased with it. So it, it seemed nice when you showed it to me. It seemed like the kind of jacket that, that would be a good interseasonal piece. Yeah. Yeah. And, and go over anything because it is so oversized. You can really wear it for layering as well, yeah. which seem really cool. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, I, th that's true. You could even wear another jacket underneath it if you wanted to, because it's, it's, it's pretty big. If you don't like really oversized things, I would definitely recommend sizing down because it's not like it's real fitted in the shoulders and then really big. It's like really big all over. So you could right. really size down and not have a problem. I also wanted to talk about a couple of patterns that have been released recently that I'm interested. Well, one that, that neither of us will probably make, um, but I'm really <laughs> pleased with chalk and notches efforts on expanding their size range. Several of their patterns have recently expanded, uh, which is great news. And the latest one I just got an email for is their crew pattern. It's their crew trousers. Now, the reason I said neither one of us will probably make them is because they are pleated pants and you don't make plant pants and I don't make pleats. So right. uh, I make pleats, but not on pants. I don't like pleated pants. And these have sort of a paper bag waist or a, with a bow tie on it. So that's just not really my style, but I think that they would make lovely work pants for someone. And I definitely wanted to recognize their efforts in that. Well, that's neat. That's, that's really excellent. I actually wandered off and immediately went to look at chalk and notches patterns to see if there was anything I hadn't spotted the last time I went to look at what they had done in a more extended size range. And there is one that I had been interested in, which um, I mimicked actually uh, with a Munna and Broad pattern. Oh. Their Pixie T PDF has been extended to the size 30s range with the um, second bus cup option. Oh, cool. And this is a, a relatively basic looking t-shirt. It's you know, a t-shirt. It's got a, a little bit lower than crew neck 
sort of neckline. Looks like it's a fairly straight body. Looking at the sleeves, the it's it's really hard for me to see, but it looks like it's a slight drop off the shoulder sleeve. But at the bottom hem, they've built a casing and put ties in that tie oh, in yes. knots right and left. Yeah. And I thought that was neat. And it wasn't available for me when I went ahead and adapted a different pattern to do it. And it is available for me now. And I, I like the look of it. It's one I may pick up in order to, as you note, support the effort. Yeah. So, so yeah, I appreciate that you sent me back over to Chalk and Notch. I hadn't yeah. been since I bought uh, Fringe, Farah, and one I've forgotten the name of. <laughs> um, the other pattern I got a notice for this last week or the week before was, um, it's from So Over It. And um, So Over It used to be a, a small size range company, but all of their new patterns are in a larger size range. And they've gone back and updated many of their old patterns and they have a large collection of more extended size range. Now this new one that they that they had. This is definitely more my style. It's called the Frida and it's a blouse and dress pattern. It's um, they describe it as easy to wear, comfy, yet sophisticated, inspired by the peasant style blouses and dresses worn by Frida Kahlo. And I just think it looks so comfortable. And I think I need like a dozen of them and I'll be set for fall because it's just the kind of loose style that I like with nothing at the waist because I get uncomfortable with it. things get tight at my waist. Um, as I've said before, I have a larger waist for my hip size and I love to have things that don't touch my waist. Yeah. And, and I've gone over and looked as well because they have extended a number of things um, that have just really interesting features to them that make them seem like really worthwhile makes. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to see the extended sizing uh, continue over there. They have a, a number of dresses that are actually ones I would I would call um, vintage styling, which yeah. is a lot less common to find in uh, my sizes. And so when you when you come on by and you take a look at something like the Maisie dress, for example, yes. which you know is obviously that the Betty dress is another mm-hmm. one, that's a very vintage style. Um, sort of a 1950s, 1960s style. Um, it's it's really wonderful to see that up to a size, up to their size 30 and uh, and a D cup. So so I'm I'm definitely uh, really into seeing what this company is doing and look forward to buying some of the items that would be available for that. For reference, so over at London, size uh, size 30 is a 57 bust, a 50 waist, and a 60 hip. And the the thing that I like about sew over it, it's not so much the style that I would wear to work, but it is a style that they have a lot of things that other people would wear to work. And I think that that's a part of the market for um, plus size stuff that there's not really all that much that's, you know, sort of professional outfits. And so I think yeah. that's a, it's a, it's a good company. I, I agree with you. And I've um, I'm, I'm looking forward to making some of these. So I'm, I'm definitely on board on board with that. So thanks for, pointing that out. You're welcome. For PF Gen X, we've sort of talked a little bit about what we've done. My big project is my Buffalo plaid, very bad, no plaid matching at all dress. That's not true. 
Okay, there's a tiny bit of plaid matching at the very, very front. <laughs> Every place else, it does not match. It is so bad. Um, but I put on, um, Beverly was very proud of me. I used exactly her method for applying snaps. Namely, I eyeballed it with no measuring whatsoever. <laughs> they came out really evenly. I was pleased because I eyeball both the top half of the snap and the other side of the snap. So there's a lot of potential for disaster. Now, was there, I mean, so one thing I could think of though, is you could sort of measure by the size of the plaid. No, not a bit. Um, so the first <laughs> off, both sides, the plaids don't match across them. So that was a problem. The second thing was, I kind of thought that's what I was doing. And then I realized, no, I was off. I was, I was making, I, I didn't manage to get it perfectly centered on the first two. So after that, I was never like on the center of the plaid or the line of the plaid. It yeah. was just continually changing. So I, I could have made it easier on myself, but I didn't. Did uh, you at least make a line down so you'd get it in the same No, line? no, not at all. That's all <laughs> eyeball. All eyeball. Um, I think it came out pretty well. And it, it certainly did. came out better than you might expect for eyeballing. So I was yeah. quite pleased with it. Um, I'm also planning one more dress. I'm planning to make, I can't remember what the name of it is, but there's a style art dress that looks a little like the Rosalie. It's just sort of a short flirty dress. It's got a a hem, um, a flounce at the hem as well, mm. and big flouncy sleeves. But it's it's a really that similar sort of it may be called the pixie dress or something. It's a really similar simple shape, mm -hmm. and I plan to make that out of a ditzy floral, just a a tiny little you know light calicoy floral thing, um, and uh, wear that with combat boots because you know and knee high socks basically because mm. that seems like. It's really appropriate to things I would have worn or would have wanted to wear. So I'm going to do that. Um, and of course, I had made earlier my striped bodycon dress out of the uh, traffic cone orange True. and stripe. And yep. so I, I've got a few things going there. And I have one. I have one that I am praying that I find the material for this weekend when I go shopping. Because, because I want to be shares. I think it was 1988 Oscar dress. Which I is the, the moon sheer, light or something. Yeah. The, Moonstruck. Yeah, Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Yeah. The sheer black or gray mesh with beading on it strategically. I would like to make that for myself and wear it with my gold glitter platform pilgrim shoes. Oh my God. And take a picture with my, my Oscar statue, which is made <laughs> out of a, a um, hard plastic doll I bought used. And I'm spray painting with gold glitter. And so I oh, have a picture awesome. of vision, a vision in my head. I have ordered fabric twice for this dress. Two times I've ordered the fabric. Two or three days later, I've gotten a notice saying, actually, we're sold out of that. So we're not sending it to you. I wonder Two if times. there's a whole bunch of our community that is I think there must doing be the same dress. dozens doing the exact <laughs> same thing. And I'm looking forward to seeing their versions out of the fabric I wanted. I'm at the point where I have to hit the Joanne in Knoxville, Tennessee and see if they have anything at all that I can use for this. Because if they don't, I have black power mesh already and I will have to buy sequined trim and hand apply it, which sounds horrible, but I have a vision. I have a vision and our yeah. community deserves to see me. And my husband deserves to have to photograph me in the street, in the front yard, <laughs> in my, in my bodycon, my bodycon nudie dress. So I am, I am super excited by this. 
And even if I miss the deadline, like some of our contestants do in other months, yes. I am still going to post it and use the hashtag. Very good. Very good. So, appreciate that. So yeah, um, I'm curious as to which nude Oscar dress from the 80s you'll be making. <laughs> I don't have plans for that yet. I didn't think of that. <laughs> I'm so sad. But I, I think, think it's pretty time. good that I'll have, um, I'll have, you know, the, I'm going to put a picture with me and my John Bender coat next to John Bender and see how, how well I've done it. You can do that. an amazing job with that. It's going to be great. And then it's possible I'm going to make that Stevie Nicks style dress too. I think you should. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's possible. It might just be a skirt, actually. I might just do like a skirt. You know, you can do inspired by. That's totally okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, shall we get to talking about what our community has done? What amazing things. Okay. Right away, we are going to talk about uh, So Very Sierra. Well, I think we have to. And not only because Dolly Parton requires it. I mean, oh my God, I can't even believe this. She's put a few posts up about this. It is so good. So if you have not seen this yet, you have to go to So Very Sierra and look at this. It is so fantastic. First of all, she's got to be what, like a young millennial or something. Maybe <laughs> I am not going to guess anybody's age because okay. I assume all people are basically 29 unless they tell me otherwise. But well, she's, she's not a Gen Xer. I can probably, I, I would bet. But, you know, I'm not even going to guess, but I am going to say she nailed this. She did. She got this great inspired the picture that inspired her look which is Wee herman with dolly parton by the way which is awesome and which, dolly oh, only improves it truthfully <laughs> yeah and then dolly parton has on a what is that cheetah print yeah a cheetah print what what do you call the like a collar but then like all a all giant chest- trapezoid window pane in the front for her lady parts it's yes the chest appendages she's got are exposed the upper globe. Yeah, I guess is what I would say. And so she's and got her hair teased so much. Yes. And so then you look at so very Sierra, and she's done the same thing. She's made a similar dress with the cheetah pattern, and then she had her mom help her uh, do the hair. Teased the heck out of her hair. Yes. Oh my goodness. And and it is. It is so obviously a match for, for her inspiration. Yes. It is, it is nearly perfect. This is just an amazing look. Um, On one of her posts, she says, my hair has waited its whole life to be teased. <laughs> See, that's and, how you know she's not a uh, Gen Xer. <laughs> that's also true, I suppose. But yeah, this is, this is just a very amazing look. It is. It's so good. Oh, chef's kiss. Perfect. And it's a perfect. mood fabrics pattern. Yeah, which is also always exciting to see. I I do like to see those patterns used. Because you know that she had to paste all those together. Oh, my goodness. Unless she does like me. So that's the more money than cents. I've got someone I use. I pay them, I think, 60 cents a page to put them together into a PDF for me. And then I can print them AO style. (laughs) 
Because I learned how to do it, but it just annoyed me. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. terrible. Anyway, I mean, you could probably pay your grandchild fifty cents a page to put it together. I mean, I don't think I trust <laughs> the accuracy on that. I mean, no disrespect. I'm just saying. Anyway, our next contestant is, uh, I believe, Kate Sparklebutt. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. But first we have to talk about that name because it feels like it's even an 80s name. (laughs) Like like you would have used Kate Sparklebuck as your sign off on MySpace (laughs) in the 90s. So it just, this is the perfect ID even. And they made the I love the 90s dress from Ellie and Mac Patterns. Yes. And even better than the dress is what's on it. I don't know if you saw her other post, but the... The print on that dress. Did you see it? I am looking for it now, but it looks like it's, um, what do you call it? CDs or whatever. It's CDs and tapes. Yeah. Which is fabulous. It's very, you know, the, uh, tape cassettes, very Gen X. Yeah. It's, it's fabulous. I do remember uh, recording songs off the radio in the seventies being so excited in my Leif Garrett shirt with my Holly Hobby bell bottoms, recording <laughs> stuff, to then go out and play on my boom box, which wasn't called a boom box at the time, and sometimes on my 8-track player, um, but to play things uh, while I used my skateboard in the neighbor's driveway because it had a better steep curve. Oh. <laughs> Super sad, but that that's a fun one. I think that one looks really great. So we have another one. And this one is great because this is from uh, Rona Bird Sews, and she made a plaid Chris Wood Sews throw as her entry, and she added some sleeves for warmth. And what I love is that she showed, gave a photo of herself in the dorm room at, is that South Carolina State University, SC? I don't have any idea. It's not Southern, Southern California Cal- State University. No, there's not a SCSU in California. There's an F. The funny thing is that a year after that, or two years after that, I was at SFSU, but. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Um, but, but I, so what I'm loving so much about the next picture is first off, I know I owned clothing made out of what that shirt was made out of. <laughs> the, 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 the graph paper look with the big bold uh-huh. things on it. Uh-huh. But it's also stuff where you can, picture buying it now because those large graphic prints are coming back um and then of course the uh the wall phone with the extraordinarily long cord because that's how you can you can you know travel with your phone what i love about this is it reminds me when we were living in um i was living in an apartment with my son and one day um he was like in middle school just about to be high school i guess he turns to me he says mom what's this and he was pointing at the phone jack (laughs) uh-huh <laughs> i was like wait what i mean <laughs> in your lifetime we've had a landline but he just never saw one a phone yep. jack that's awesome that's okay awesome. so who's up next oh my goodness so i guess our our next contestant is modern modern pearl co yes who um first off the immediate shout out is flip to the second picture and look at the stripe matching Look at the stripe matching. Oh my gosh. I know. Perfect. And this is this is their Ramones inspired striped 
dress out of the Mana and Broad Tarly shirt, which of course I've made a thousand dresses out of, and it's yes. such a great pattern. And uh, they've done the binding at the neck by using the stripes at the 90 degree angle to the yep. way the stripes are on the dress. Um, but the pattern matching on this one was just magnificent. I love Absolutely it. Absolutely wonderful. She and, says it's uh, the it, Ramones meets the white stripes. And I think that's yep. perfect. It, it is. It's absolutely perfect. It's such a lovely idea. And then uh, next up, we'll talk about one of somebody or other mom's uh, projects, which isn't complete yet, but um, but she has been wi- walking us through a kilt-like skirt being made yes. out of an orange and blue plaid. Now, the shocking thing about this to me is that these are my college colors, and for some reason, she's not making this for me. But we're just gonna we're gonna pass over the part where what she's not gifting me. University of Florida. Oh, okay. Go Gators. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's orange <laughs> and blue. Um, but she she's making a a, a pleated skirt yes um for one of many gen x projects that she has going on at this moment i think only two of which have been illustrated on the grid okay um and it's looking beautiful because as you take a plaid like that and you start to put it together right you you end up with different colors showing after you've pleated it and the underside of the pleats will show all the colors because this is going to look more like a blue skirt than it is a blue and orange skirt when it's completed is she going to go though, the whole way across? Um, pr- not if she really does a traditional kilt skirt. Right. And I, d- I don't know, but it, huh. it looks really good so far. It's a really nice start. And then I noticed on the bottom, it's like that, f- that frayed edge. I wonder if she's leaving it like that. Like, is oh, that I would salvage? hope so. I don't know. I mean, that seems very her. Um, yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. That's very cool. Yeah, it's wonderful. What do you think is next? Where should we head next? Um, Elizabeth Wicks is, I don't know exactly what she's making, but she says she's getting way too into this PF Gen X idea. She dyed a sheet and the elastic. Which is stunning to me, just a marvelous thing. And as you, um, if you go back and look at uh, their feed, you see a lot of really interesting things that they have done and and been interested in. And so I'm, I'm super excited to see what ends up what ends up coming of this because it's a, it's a great beginning. And of course a beginning is enough to be entered. You don't have to finish the project ever, but you definitely don't have to finish it in the month of the contest. So that's right. That's right. So that's important. And and just for, just so everybody knows the the dye is this neon color that of course was very popular in the eighties. Yeah. Like an acidy um, yellow green. Yep. Super, super wonderful. And then you come up on Sarafornia. Yep. Um, who's working on a self-drafted bubble skirt. That's really cool. I know. I love bubble skirts um, for part of their Punk Frockers Gen, F, Gen X outfit. And in this case, it's um, a floral print with, uh, you know, buttons and buttonholes and a zip in it and all these other things as, as part of it. It's a beautiful print. And I can't wait to see what the final outfit and reveal look like. Me too. Next up, that was another one of... Yes, somebody or other mom is making a purple and pink plaid. She's making the bell dress, the one I'm wearing. Oh, the bell dress that you're wearing! She was inspired when I mentioned it, when we announced what the the thing was. She was inspired by... Cool! By the fact that I was like, that is the perfect dress for a plaid dress out of garbage flannel. 
Oh my gosh, um, that's great. But she's doing the proper shearing with the elastic bobbin. Um, I want to try that sometime. On the middle of the sleeve. So it's a little bit different style. Cool. And uh, may end up um, with a different closure than the one I've chosen. Hard to say. Um, but but yeah, it's going to be an awesome one. And uh, the bell dress really is a, a good pick for a plaid for this this particular theme. And as always, of course, uh, her running commentary as she works her way through the project is magic. That's great. The next one is a naked quilter. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if that's the way I'm supposed to say it. It sounds like a naked quilter. They have done hammer pants. Yep, these are the uh, the stocks pattern big pants, the stocks oh, pattern company yeah. big pants, and they are definitely hammer pants. It is they clearly hammer, hammer time, and it's a oh, it's a corduroy. I think she said it is a purple a leaf purple cord. leaf cord. Yeah. yeah, really cool, and it's and it's adorable. I have always had a soft spot in my heart for hammer pants. It's like the perfect combination of a skirt and a pant. Yeah, because it prevents you from flashing. Um, your nether bits yes. uh, when you sit in it because it, you know, comes around the whole way um, and yet has that freedom and feeling of a skirt. So I, yeah. I love them. I think that's marvelous for sure. Well, this and, next one is, oh, go, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say this next one, you get kind of a peek at what Sarah Fournia is doing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I know we've already talked about um, the project, but the, the bubble skirt inspiration is there, yes. which is, is fabulous if you haven't seen it. And Elizabeth Wick has also oh, put this forward. This is great. Her next one is what she's called a mullet skirt. I love this. So it's, it's Gen X because of mullets, which is maybe not our most shining moment, but it, it is part of our history. We have to accept it. But she says it's half circle skirt in the front, full gathered circle skirt in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right party in the back man <laughs> and i gotta say i had a mullet for the longest time i Would had you? here barely longer than what you see on my head now which is like half an inch max and i had hair down past my shoulders oh that sounds uh-huh. so unfortunate it was so bad <laughs> so bad and it was the opposite of what i wanted i wanted an undercut which some people were starting to get mm-hmm. and my mom's like you can't do that you'll regret it and i'm like fine so I I did an undercut on the front where it's visible and then that's called a mullet so it was not it was not perhaps my best move but you know it was a lot of fun so why not okay the next one that I see here is endless Megan this is so cool she made an empire records bag and it's embroidered all over. I love it so much. And it's inspired me. You know, one thing I like about it too, is that um, it looks like, you know, how you decorate your notebooks and stuff. Like if you, if you mark things it does. Up. So cool. It looks exactly like that. Really cool bag. And I love the colors with it. Yeah, it, it is. It is marvelous. And there's not one thing that's wrong with it. It's beautifully done. Very, very nice. So cool. And on the inside, you see that she's embroidered. It looks like it's supposed to be quarters. There's 25 cents embroidered all over the bottom. Like, you know, you have a bag and you lose your change in it. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. It's, it's the, the, like a perfect embodiment. So yeah. 
And speaking of notebooks that you write on, I did hear from someone who was from California and did have peachy folders. So I'm not insane. There really were peachy folders. Good for you. Good for you. (laughs) I'm glad. So the next one I see is Bricolage. Yes. Who posted a self-drafted slip dress that that they made that they wore in the 80s and 90s. That's so, so cool. So it's an actual throwback throwback, which is fabulous. That is so cool. I love it to death. Uh, then we got a mention by Latoff Fa- Fabrics, who, of course, sponsored um, our summer-long contest, where they provided some inspiration for uh, others to make, which I thought was really exciting. And, and we then- have... Sweet Tea and Stitchery hasn't yeah. put what they're um, what exactly they're going to make, but they were so excited to listen and hear that they got the theme right because they were the one that guessed the theme right. Absolutely, and they're going to make something out of garbage flannel. So That's I'm right. proud of them too. <laughs> That's just about perfect. We have I another one say- from Bricolaged. Yep, that's a an actual worn back in the day. Yep, garment. It's a top made from two silk scarves. Very Which is cool. really, really neat. That sounds like something that Lori, somebody or other's mom would also appreciate. Yeah. Next up, I see Sew the Story, who has a, a, a garment. Oh my gosh, the whole outfit though, um, <laughs> that they've put together for PF Gen X. So it's boots with chains for laces, along with the Rory jumpsuit and a Robert Kaufman flannel. And yeah. it is a grungier, cooler version of what their 16-year-old self would have worn. It is very cool. I really like that. And is you know, that's that's cool that like jumpsuit, it um like I thought at first that it was a pinafore. Yeah, but when you get to see the boots, yeah. you can see it is not pants. And I love yeah. it. Yeah, very cool. Bricolage posted another dress. That was actually from the late 80s. This is great to see all these. And this is like, I think it's a costume. It's a costume. They mentioned that they did costuming back in that era. So we're sharing something there. And then their their very next post that we talk about is a bubble skirt done with a ruched silk tool uh, and a shiny acetate lining. And it's it's fabulous. It's definitely the sort of thing that um, that would have been worn to parties in the late 80s. And, uh, and of course, Serifornia is also, um, feeling inspired by that. Yes. And then, and then finally they posted their oldest make a top and skirt they made in 1988 out of tie dyed fabrics, the mini skirt and a button up top with a lining. Yeah. And it's, it's super cute though. The, the other note that they made in another, <clears throat> another post was they, they put the skirt on their thigh yeah <laughs> which is what it fits now because they've lived a life that they've and lived somehow, a life somehow oddly for many women many men too um your body isn't the same as it was as a teenager that's once right. you lived a you life grow. so you grow so i love that that's the sort of thing i would do to show off how badly something fit later so <laughs> i'm i'm uh quite excited by uh by this this concept uh, the last one in our list, I believe, is Wizard Dreams, WZR Dreams, um, who posted an image of a scarf that they made uh, in the past, but also some patterns that they made that they've been meaning to make again that are uh, 90s patterns, which would absolutely cool. fit within the theme. So, yes. So it's another planning post. One of the things I love about this month 
is that a lot of people have been really comfortable with posting things they're planning to make instead of things they have made, because that's so legit. It's very inspirational, which you can see even with, honestly, uh, somebody or other's mom and I have been bouncing ideas back and forth as we go through this process for what we want to make. So we're we're helping to inspire each other as we go through it, which is a lot of fun. So yes, definitely. And so at the time that this will go out, so this goes out what on the September the 28th. Um, so there's two more days left. So if you hear this and you haven't posted anything, you can you can post something that you find to be inspiring, something that would be a good idea for this. So, you know, a pattern that you see that would fit in with the theme or how you could imagine mm-hmm. fabrics going with it. We just want people to uh, join in with us and they don't have to have completed anything or even started anything. Absolutely. And they can be images from um, your your way back youth as yes. well. Yeah, I, I would love to see more of those. Jenny, do you have any of those that you're going to post? Because I I think I have some. So I posted some in my stories instead of posting them on my grid and I could go back and put them on my grid, but I posted a picture. I posted pictures from my high school yearbook. We should put it on the, um, on the punk rockers one. That's true. I should do that. So yeah, yeah, I, I posted, uh, I posted some and I'll, I'll get them pulled out again and, and pop them up, but I posted a few pictures um, from high school. I only, I only have one yearbook, the others I'd gotten rid of, but I found my senior yearbook. And so it's the, the picture with the, the black draping that they did for seniors. And I had a bleached blonde forelock and on my hair, and I didn't wear my glasses in the photo, which means I don't look like I'm focusing on anything. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so I, I, I posted that amazing picture, which doesn't really give you inspiration for clothing. And my other picture won't do that either. I, I was not inspirational, but (laughs) I have a photo if I can find it that of me at a, um, at a junior prom. And it's just great. It's just great. It's a pink taffeta dress. (laughs) I have a picture of one of the, one of the dresses I made 32 years ago after my older daughter was born. Wow. uh, Which I could also put up. So. All right. And it was just a basic, it was, um, I mean, that was in the, uh, late eighties, early nineties. And it was a basic scoop neck dress out of a knit material mm-hmm. with a fitted bodice to a skirt that was a uh, somewhere between half and three quarter circle. And it was so, a mini skirt. So if I moved quickly, lots of things were on display. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we could really just go any photos of us because we are Gen Xers. So it's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, this has been super fun and I am so excited to see what everybody has done. Um, but I can smell that my husband is doing something that probably involves dessert in the kitchen. Ooh. And that means it is time for us to stop because, because after synergizing my efficiencies for some time this evening, <laughs> I feel like I could use some sugar. So, <laughs> okay. Just one more thing I want to say is that um, on October the 3rd, which is Sunday. Oh Yeah. Uh, Sunday, October 3rd, we will be doing our, our live on uh, Instagram and we will reveal the winner for this. And 
I'm sure we'll reveal the prizes then too, because I don't think we know what they are. Um, So anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate you and we will see See you next Tuesday. Tuesday. The Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.